and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss superfood, gluten, and pesticides, and chronic Lyme, and rain, and poop, and Robert De Niro, and the virgin surgeon. But first, a word from our sponsors. Support for Tomorrow and by proxy, me, comes from Talenti. When Talenti makes gelato and sorbetto, they tend to get a little overzealous. Did they need to use so many raspberries in their Roman raspberry sorbetto that the machine broke? Did they need to try 25 different chai teas to find the perfect spice blend for their vanilla chai gelato? Did they have to invent giant mint steepers to make their Mediterranean mint super minty? I think the answer is no to all of these, but clearly there's a problem at Talenti. They're obsessed. Does their obsessiveness make Talenti gelato and sorbetto the greatest? You be the judge. And yes, it does make them the greatest. Talenti, the delicious, is in the details. Whether you're a small business owner like myself or a first-time blogger also like myself, HostGator has all the tools you need to build and host your website. HostGator's 24-7 expert support is always available to assist you via live chat or email anytime you have a question. There's even a 45-day money-back guarantee, so if you decide that it's not for you, there's no problem. They won't give you any trouble. There's not going to be static from the HostGator people. Go to HostGator.com tomorrow to sign up and get 60% off right now. My guest today is uh, a genius writer, uh, a person truly after my own heart who is is poking holes in all of the bullshit that exists in the world, particularly when it comes to medicine and science and food. I'm, of course, talking about the Psy Babe, also known as Yvette D'Entremont. Did I say it right? <laughs> you, I'm very impressed. <laughs> no, was that right? Okay. I, Yvette D'Entremont. You have Frenched it up more than anyone else who's had me on their show. It's, you know, I was, I'm a big fan of Dr. Drew and he's had me on a show a few times. And oh. one time this made, and I, oh, I've been a fan of him since I was like 12. So like the first time he had me in studio, I looked at him and I'm like, oh, he's real. You know, you yeah. get that. Yeah. It's I'm weird a lot like he, Dr. Drew, except I have no medical expertise. <laughs> And I'm less it's, handsome and less successful. I, you so, know what? I'm. I. I, it's, I, I. I can't say less handsome. That would be. That's. Wow. That's just. Mm. That's just. That's just. Rude. But it's like I. I it's, and he, he got <laughs> you the won't pronunciation. Say it, but you're thinking you know, it. I can tell. Hey, I've. I've never <laughs> met you. I can't say that. But anyways, he. Uh, he goes to pronounce my name, and he pronounces it perfectly and beautifully, and he pr- forgets the D because my name has an apostrophe. It's D apostrophe E. Uh-huh. He draw. He just goes entremont. I'm like he pronounces it just as well as you, as you except except. And he doesn't get the D. So you're saying I'm better than uh, Doctor Drew at pronouncing your name. See there, you you were uh, more uh, accurate I've, at I've, something I've than Doctor Drew. There you go. So let me just let me just set this up for a second. So so if you don't know Yvette's writing, and by the way, you probably do, even if you're not sure who you're reading. Um, she has written some of the best, most wonderful, most engaging, most interesting pieces for us, and in particular. Uh, you just did a piece called The Unbearable Wrongness of Gwyneth Paltrow. That was a lot uh, of fun to write. (laughs) Which is like the most scathing, insightful, funny, articulate takedown of goop, the goop empire that exists in the world. And um, and then you wrote this piece for us like like closer to launch called Diet Coke is Not Killing You, which was like this incredible like deconstruction of the the – This this, like the lies about how bad Diet Coke is. Anyhow, so so – I just want to say, like, if, if if people who are listening don't know this writing, they should go and read it immediately. But they are some of my truly some of my favorite pieces that we have done, and they speak. I just think they're just brilliant. So first, I want to say thank you. 
well, thank you for number one, thank you for having me on the podcast. And number two, thank you for having me writing for you. Cause I, the, the way that this relationship with the outline started was my very first piece of professional writing that I ever did was with uh, your editor, Leah Finnegan, who I love. Um, and she just found me when I was an unknown uh, blogger and she sent me an email and there was a person who I wrote about a lot who my, my little moniker, my website name was kind of, it was a playoff on there's this, uh, this natural food blogger name. Her name is Vani Hari and her website is the food babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get this email from Leah saying, I love you almost as much as I hate the, f- or possibly more than I hate the food babe. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, you, you have my attention, madam. Uh, and she asked me, and this was back when Leah was writing, was, uh, editing for Gawker. And she said, would you like to write a, a takedown of her? And I'm like, Oh, would I ever? And that piece went crazy viral, changed my life, um, yeah. and made this, and this was at the time I was trying to, you know, sell a book, maybe turn this into a career. And I used to be uh, an analytical chemist. I mean, I mean, you, you never stop being a scientist, but I had a career in that I'd been, uh, I have a bachelor's in chemistry, a master's in forensics. And I also, I, when I worked on my, you know, bachelor's in chemistry, as I like to joke, uh, I also did a, you know, I did a double major in chemistry and theater chemistry because I wanted a career theater because daddy didn't hug me enough. Uh, and mm. that's, uh, and Same. so, you know, I have that exact, everyone who's writing is just saying, daddy, validate me. Um, but you know, it's like, <laughs> Um, but I had that, you know, weird sense of humor already kind of built in. So when we did that first, uh, takedown back when Leah was at Gawker, it went nutty viral, launched the career. And so I've been writing with Leah wherever she's been since then. So when Leah went to the outline and she told me how amazing the site was, I'm like, all right, can't wait to see it. And when it went up, uh, the very first week, I'm like, oh my God, she's not kidding. This website is fantastic. (laughs) So I've been very happy to kind of be, you know, part of the outline family and, um, we'd been, we'd been kicking around the idea of doing a piece on, um, on diet Coke for like, since we started writing together and I like Leah and I are both, we, we love our diet Coke. You know, whenever we see an article oh, saying yeah, how horrible it is, we're like, Oh my God, like why, why? <laughs> like right. most of the articles are just based on the fact that people can't, be- I like to joke. I'm like, they just can't believe something this delicious isn't killing them. <laughs> like it's right. And it was, I think the craziest thing that happened with that article was that we saw Kellyanne Conway tweet it. And part yes. of my brain, <laughs> like, the, and it was, the article this was is my greatest going, shame. And one of my greatest triumphs in life is that like, Kellyanne, Conway tweeted an outline link and it's like, I didn't know how to feel about it because obviously she's very despicable. But then on the other hand, it's like, Hey, good publicity. Yeah. Like (laughs) I've made me, and I mean, as the writer, I'm sitting there going, did I do something wrong with my, like, it made me start questioning my life decisions. But you know what's so, you know what's so amazing about that is that we found the one thing that can bring you, you help to find the one topic that can bring all of the worst and the best together. Cause you know, uh, you know, Hillary was reading that like, hell yeah, Diet Coke. Like, exactly. you know that Chelsea Clinton is drinking Diet Coke. Like it's, you know, they're I think all drinking the, Diet Coke, except for Donald Trump is like, I've never seen a thin person drink Diet Coke. He drink Diet like, Coke? fuck you. I drink it too. He it's needs like, to drink that. He needs to drink Diet Coke. That's the thing that's going on. But have no, you had don't, a regular Coke? Don't give Donald Trump any healthy ideas. Just, I want him I'm to live saying. forever. What can we do? If that, just no, give me a pointer. Don't, don't give Donald Trump any healthy ideas. Let him keep doing this fried chicken diet. Fine with me. But you know uh, I, I want his body to be in premium shape. Uh, I want I want it to be. If we can get him in some kind of cyborg body situation, so we can keep Trump going for a thousand years, is that too much to ask, Yvette? It's, I, I, it's number one. We haven't like we've, there's been talk of uploading a. Uh, a um, of some sort of a 
like a copy of someone's personality onto a robot. And that doesn't keep you alive. That's just like, you're, you're still dead. It's just a robot that mimes what was your personality yeah. um, and some of the knowledge in your brain, but it's not you anymore. But, but think about how annoying then, that would be for everybody who disliked you in life. It's, you know what? They're going to be dead too. Uh, shit. <laughs> Eventually no, they go We're all going to be robots annoying each other. The future is that we're going to be copies of our personalities in robot it's, form that are just annoying, I, annoying each other in well, perpetuity. And we can, and one day if we're, if we're just too annoyed, we can just take out the batteries. Like mm. then again, it's, and I know what is it? Elon Musk and, uh, and Neil deGrasse Tyson have both said there's a chance that, uh, that we're all just living in a computer simulation anyway. I don't know how I'm like, I look at that and go, you know what, if this is a computer simulation, I want a word with the designer of that because my shoulder is just, why do they design shoulder problems? That's, okay, that this is a, a great, this is this a great is... segue to something I want to talk to you about. <laughs> actually, I love that you just brought that up. So first off, I really quickly, did it on purpose. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say, so I want to talk about really quickly, you mentioned this, the Gawker piece is called, uh, mm. the food babe blogger is full of shit, which is pretty direct, uh, <laughs> pretty clear. I, as you know, from, from publishing uh, quite often, the author does not think up the headline. That was the case there. I had no idea what they were going to call it until I saw it published. You did not mince words. So, so you've talked about, so here's the things that's interesting. You've talked about goop and this kind of pseudoscience of goop, like, you know, put yep. this jade egg in your vagina. That's going to like help you with, I don't know what problems. Um, it's and then the diet coke not stuff, having which is an egg in your vagina. I think is how yeah. it fixes. That's, that's, yeah, that's you got to admit that is a problem. Um, yeah, no, so man. so then you you also wrote this um, the Dicopies, obviously, which is like a debunk of I think this kind of like the fake scares of the, of like food, the fear of chemicals. Yeah, it's which the is fear of yeah. It's like it looks like this you know this brown sparkling magic liquid. It's like people are just afraid of a thing that they don't know, and so they hear when you describe it like online. that, I got I just got so thirsty. Oh, hearing yeah, you talk I, about it. I got home and I, I was so happy when I got home last night, other than the fact that my, my wonderful boyfriend had cleaned the apartment and there were no dishes. And I'm like, okay, there's the apartment is clean. I'm happy. I had one bottle of Diet Coke left from the airport. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. I still have, I still have my fizzy, my fizzy liquid with caffeine. This is a, it's a wonderful night. I go spelunking in our, in our, when I get home pretty late and I go, it's like the greatest joy in the world is when you find the cold can at the back of the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. You're like, I don't see any. And then you grasp There's hold of it. It's like behind left. a head of romaine lettuce or whatever. And it's just sitting like, back there. And, and this is my think it was personal there. joy. No, 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 no. It's when it almost freezes and there's the little ice pieces floating <gasps> oh, in it. Yeah. Oh, so good. You have diet coke sell that as a, slush. A delicacy. Okay, so here's the thing. You wrote this piece, The Sickening Business of Wellness, which was about, and I'm going to get back to your shoulder in a second, which was about um, <laughs> this sort of trend in medicine, in science, in like what we think of as, um, uh, you know, our bodies and our health. And it's like this sort of trend that's very anti-science in a lot of ways. It's almost like it's saying, well, you know what? We haven't figured it all out. And there's these other ways of getting to a healthy state of mind. It's not about taking an aspirin when you have a, a neck pain or it's not about, you know, going on uh, 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 you know, you need to go on blood thinners because you have high blood pressure or whatever. It's more like, oh, just like sit near this um, salt, this pile of salt or like. Oh, God, this Himalayan salt lamp or or take some acai berries because they sound vaguely healthy. It's they're not unhealthy. It's just that they're, they're not going to do anything more than like blueberries, which I'm sure costs less, you know, but like basically. 
It's I there's nothing magical about them. And this is something I found with superfoods. And this is it's funny because I called them this and then I saw them called this in a magazine somewhere afterwards. I'm like, yes, I like there. I wasn't the only one that it was that thing where I wasn't the only one who was looking at this, who had this thought. Um, they're kind of people are branding them as just wellness promoters, like, and they're very vague in this language. And I think the impression that people get and people who don't really understand like what the components of food and how nutrition works is that there's something so intrinsic to like, once you brand something, a, a superfood, there's something so intrinsic to them. That's just beyond calories, beyond vitamins that it will just with the power of whatever is in it, it's going to bring you to, to a state of, of wellness and health by just being superfood. And that, that really bothers me because it's not, not scientifically valid. It, it, but it does sound like this thing where, I mean, I do think that we, I think this is particularly bad in America. I don't want to speak for every other country, but I feel like yeah. we're always looking for the quick fix. Mm. And we've gone from oh, like, yeah. the, like we've gone from the quick fix, I feel like in the seventies and the eighties and maybe in the nineties yep. to some extent where the quick fix was always like a chemical or a device. It was definitely something yep. like really artificial. And now we've yeah. gone to like. Doesn't this, it start with daily multivitamins? People were like, "Just take this; it's all you need." And, <laughs> I think you that's know what's, part of it. You know what's really funny is that multivitamins, like you know, it's there are some situations where a where a vitamin supplement are is appropriate. I mean, that with, according to science, but I mean they're very few and far between. But at all, like the uh, the cra the vitamin craze, it started with Linus Pauling. Now Linus Pauling is the only person who's ever won two solo Nobel prizes. He was a certifiable genius, but he also later in life went certifiably freaking nuts and he had this idea that you could you know stave off death you could stop cancer you could cure the common cold anything with vitamin megadosis and that's wow. where this and like here's the thing people by the time he died people knew he was crazy we have study upon study debunking that vitamin megadosis will do anything for you but like that never got out of our collective unconscious that you could or subconscious that you could just you know treat everything with a bunch of vitamins like you need a small amount of them, a very tiny amount, and you're going to get that if you just have a very diet with some vegetables and some what fruits I, in it. Like, what about a chewable multivitamin for adults, like a like a large tablet that's citrus flavor? Is that not because that's what I the take. shape of Fred Flintstone? Yeah, like is that not necessary? It's pretty much unnecessary unless you have uh, an absorption issue. Like there's, or unless you like there's there. I would never tell yes, someone you need a lot a, of food. That's my main issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my absorption issue is like, I can't not have a milkshake. Is that an issue? It's as long as, you know what I always tell people, as long as it's within your caloric needs and you're, you're burning off about what you're taking in. It's not, there's I'm not doing never, that. It's, it's your, yeah. Like, you know what? Like I, I have a milkshake once in a while. It's delicious, but I also try to get my vegetables in first, my fruits, my veggies, my lean meats, my whole grains, uh, and occasionally a milkshake. Like it's, there's nothing in the morning, wrong with the an in and out it, occasional in and out milkshake. Oh yeah, I mean we live we so live good. in California. Like there's we, I, I probably have them. Like I try to limit my in and out to once a month, but it's in and out. It's like it's yeah, I it's, right it's so delicious. Get, but it's yeah, funny animal style or what? What do you got a special order over there or what? I, I have, uh, because I, I have the real, no, it's funny because I have the real gluten disorder. I have celiac disease. I get my, when I go to In-N-Out, I get a protein style where they put it into a lettuce wrap. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a, I didn't know they had a, what is it called? Protein style? 
Yeah, protein salad just means they put it into a lettuce wrap. I mean, that's yeah. it's still loaded with calories because they put, you know, cheese and their special sauce, which is really close to the McDonald's special sauce. It's still, a you know, a, a dressed up Thousand Island. Uh, but this is mm. one thing that I do I'm like. I'm getting about, so hungry right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, it's like I've been I've been out of the country for 10 days uh, visiting relatives in Canada. And like, here's a sad thing that I, I'm like, I know I've really acclimated to life in California. Uh, whenever I'm away from California, two things hit me. Uh, one, I'm really far away from it and from an in and out and two i realize i cannot get decent mexican food <laughs> yeah well it is that's the that's one of my things that i think about if i when i think about leaving america which i now do on a daily basis um but i'm always like well, where am i going to be able to get the, the amazing thing yeah. about america and particularly of course new york but i think in a lot yeah. of places certainly in california certainly like in the los angeles area yeah la um, is you can just definitely. get crazy good food from so many different Everywhere. like countries and places and cultures and it's like it really is like a bummer to imagine living in a place where like you can't get a great slice of pizza, which I, is your like nightmare to, that you're dealing with right now. It's, oh, it's yeah. I mean, that's I, I had to work hard to find a way to uh, to make an okay, and I, I won't say good, but I'll say an okay pizza uh, for for someone with celiac disease. And my friends who have tried it, uh, my you know my gluten free pizza crust, they've said they're like this this is a, like the they'll never say wow this is really good pizza. They'll be like this is this is gluten free. This is okay for gluten free. I'm <laughs> you like you have to be like with yeah. You yeah, can't be like this. Is the best piece I've ever had. You're going to be like, this is not horrible, which I think is a big, <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's, and I mean, it's like you have to like, basically they'll be surprised that the, like, cause most uh, gluten-free breads uh, and this, a friend of mine who's a food scientist has said, uh, you know, most gluten-free breads, they're basically cake in structure because that gluten is what gives it that push pull texture. There's nothing inherently bad about gluten and all the people who have turned it into this big health scare. Uh, it's yeah, somehow they went from, like it, it all started with again um, a, a study that was poorly designed and and indicated that there was a need for more study, um, and they kind of went at it with uh, with wheat and said, oh, people were having you know, issues with, with wheat without remembering that there's more than one component to wheat. Now, when you think of wheat, do you think of it as protein heavy or carbohydrate heavy? You, you think of it as carbohydrate uh, are you asking heavy, me? right? I have, yeah. I, I just, don't, I have no idea. I really well, don't just, I'm going to pretend carbs, you answered carbs. for me. Yes, carbs. carbs. There we go. So, like, the problem is that, you know, people were having issues with absorbing, with with, um, with the reaction to some of these uh, these uh, uh, carbohydrates that are in wheat. The, I think it's the short-chain uh, oligosaccharides. Um, and, the, the you know, you can get these in a, diff, a lot of different, um, a, a lot of uh, different things other than just wheat and other than just, you know, it, I mean, you get gluten in three different sources, wheat, uh, rye and not oats, uh, wheat, rye, and there's one other thing I'm just having a blonde moment on. Uh, barley, there we go. Um, mm, but those are three of my favorite things it's, that you oh, just described. I miss them so much. But like you, they're basically they're, uh, they tried putting people... So after this first study came out saying, we think 20% of the population has an issue with gluten, um, they did another much more extensive study that said, all right, we're going to look at the effects of gluten. We're going to look at the effects of FODMAPs, these short-chain oligosaccharides, and we're going to you know try doing this a little bit more double blind and it turned out gluten wasn't the issue it was the FODMAPs it was these uh these um carbohydrates that were pulling a lot of water into the gut and giving people intestinal discomfort so there wasn't this crazy 
uh, big issue with gluten. It was just, you know, it, it was a bit of uh, gut discomfort and that had nothing to do with the gluten. It was another component in the wheat. So when people cut uh, gluten out of their diet, they were accidentally cutting something that was a course of uh, a cause of the discomfort, but it wasn't the gluten. It was another uh, part of the wheat, but you know, they needed to cut other things out too. And it was much more extensive. So, so gluten, has, you're saying gluten has gotten a bet. You're saying gluten has been, um, uh, unfairly maligned by yeah, the gluten free movement. And man, if you can eat bread, do it. Cause I miss it every day. I'm like, day. yeah, I'm like a pro pro gluten. That's my thing is more, I want more gluten in my diet. I'm actually looking oh, yeah. for, I'm looking it's, for the bread with extra gluten. Do they, do oh, they take that? It's they, they do all, well, there are different flours with different amounts of gluten in it. Like cake flour is a low gluten flour because you want it to be nice and springy. You don't want it to, yeah. uh, to pull at itself. You want it to kind How of sourdough? fall apart. Uh, sourdough is a nightmare, right? Believe, it's. I found one gluten-free sourdough, uh, in, and I mean, it's. It, it's. I can only find it at like one bakery in San Francisco, uh, and it's expensive. And I buy it once in a while when I'm up there visiting, and it's delicious. And it's. Uh, it's. But I mean, I, it, it's really hard to like. It's hard to uh, duplicate that flavor otherwise. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, but it's, you know, like if you can eat gluten, if you haven't tested positive for celiac disease, man, like don't, don't deny yourself like something that <laughs> don't tastes punish. good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like don't punish yourself. So I want to, I want to actually ask about this. Um, so you have celiac disease, which yes. is the real, the real thing, which the is real like a gluten. gluten. You it's, can't as I like gluten. to say, it's, it's not the, I live in Los Angeles and I think, uh, gluten's an airborne toxin disorder. And can I ask about this? You have another, this is something called uh, Ehlers-Danlos oh. Syndrome. Am yes. I allowed to ask about this? Yeah, yeah go for it. Can I've, you tell I've me what that, um, I want to hear, I want to learn a little bit about your origin story. And I feel like these yeah, might be places that are, that are interesting to, do, to, do you wanna, to talk about. So um, I can I can go back kind of to the beginning of when I started having health issues, because that's what started um, on this whole uh, thing. Uh, so one day I got the worst headache of my life and it never went away. And this was back in, uh, early in 2010. Um, and when you like, when you're in really horrible pain, you'll do anything to make it stop. So I like, you know, obviously I was working with, you know, real medical professionals. Uh, and I was already a scientist. I'd been out of grad school for a bit at that point, but you know, I was in like the, it was a, a trigeminal nerve headache and these are hard to treat. Like even with, uh, like they're the type of headache I had was the type that doctors, you know, even uh, headache experts like uh, neuro, like some neurologists will um, will uh, will go in uh, and uh, and specialize in different fields. And it's even headache experts won't uh, see this type of headache for a lifetime. Sometimes, so is this like uh, is this like a cluster headache? And it's similar to it because uh, cluster headaches have trigeminal nerve involvement. And at one point I was misdiagnosed as having cluster headaches, but cluster headaches, they come at certain times of year. They'll last for, um, uh, you know, for a half hour to an hour. Mine were, uh, lasting about 30 seconds to three minutes and they were, they like, I'd get a hundred to 200 of them a day. So, oh my God. And I mean, so they're like was, super short, but extremely painful. Oh yeah. Headaches. And I mean, and it's similar pain oh. to cluster headaches, just different uh, amounts of time. And just, they were nonstop, like the left side of my face. I looked like I was having a stroke. Yeah. So I used was, to get cluster headaches. Oh uh, man. I'm this so, is interesting. I feel um, for I didn't you. Know, well, I didn't know, you know, it's so funny. I mean, uh, you mentioned the trigeminal nerve and I was like, I yeah. only know it because I've sort of read up on this. Yeah. It's, cluster headaches, like by only, the way. I feel like you uh, only know the trigeminal nerve if you're either a doctor or you've had a headache with it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't get headaches. That's the interesting thing. Like, I really don't get headaches. But yeah. like, you know, probably 10 years ago, I was um, 
Sorry, I don't mean to segue. I'm going to okay. tell this quickly because I want to get back to this. But I was walking across my apartment and I just got this like crazy pain. Like yeah. somebody was like grinding an ice pick into the back of my eye. Yep. And I literally like did this thing where you, you think that like, only happens in movies where I like fell to my knees. And yep. I was like, oh it's, my God. Like I was like, what is going on? No, it's you You just wonder what you did to deserve this. Because like there have been like I, I was sitting there at work crying every day because it was just such horrible pain. And before that, like I occasionally maybe got a tension headache. I'd never had a migraine in my life. Yeah, like same. it was just it started, but I mean that uh, kind of kind of to make sure because I'm I'm horrible at going on segues. I know or not segues on a, on tangents, um, but I not you know it's device, the, not a segue like the thing you write. One of God, if, if one day I got <laughs> one, one of the those, people horrible of being on a segue was the inventor of the segue who died writing a segue. You know what? <laughs> That, that is, is horrible of being on a segue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you go on set, you do segues, but go ahead, you were saying. Hashtag sad irony. Um, but <laughs> oh yeah, but no, it's I. Uh, so anyway, it's like while I was, you know, working with doctors to figure out what was wrong and how to get this managed, I also, you know, I started looking on the internet because at the time I was quite a bit overweight. Like I was in the, you know, I was like, I'm 5'9", um, and I, I was above 240 pounds, which that's not an amount of weight I should have weighed. Like that was an unhealthy healthy amount overweight. Um, but I, hmm. you know, I like, so I needed to lose some of that, but I, uh, I started, so I started going to the gym and I'm, because I, you know, I was like, all right, let's see if my weight is involved with this. Cause of course the fat on my thighs was causing the pain in my face. That's totally what I fell for. But like, right. you know, I, you know, like my other thought was let's eliminate other conditions that could be contributing to this. Uh, so I, you know, got into shape, got, you know, lost the weight. Headaches were still obviously there. Then I started reading food bloggers who were like, it's the pesticide and the GMOs and the heavy metal. And because I'm in pain, even though I'm an, I was an educated person, I fell for all of this. Like when you're right. in horrible pain, you'll try anything. Like it doesn't matter how crazy it is. You're like, just do whatever you can make the pain not be a thing. Uh, right. So like, you know, at, and I mean, my doctor had been really happy with me for the weight loss up until a point. And then like, I'd been, you know, I'd been running, I'd been doing all the things. At, at one point, uh, I, when I, cause I'd lost about 75 pounds and she'd been really happy with it. I lost the last 15 pounds in a month and she like to bring it up to a total of about 90. And she looked at me and said, cause I was going to the doctor regularly for, uh, for headache checkups. And she looked at me and said, do you have a self-esteem problem? And I'm like, Oh shit. Like she'd never, mm. you know, questioned the weight loss at all. Like that was the first time when she said anything about it. And I'm like, maybe I'm doing something wrong because I was at that point where I was basically eating like vegetables. <laughs> like but I it wasn't, wasn't it like, and was this like, and was this to try to deal with the headaches you're saying? Yeah, like, like it was, it was never a, uh, like I, I thought I looked like, you know, by the, you know, the la before the last 15 pounds came off, I thought I looked really good. Like I wasn't trying to lose weight at that point. It was just, I was so scared of all the food because I was like, you know, GMOs are bad. If I touch sugar, my headaches will show like everything I thought was going to trigger a headache that I was staying away from it. And when my doctor asked me that, I'm like, I need to reevaluate some things. So, you know, I started doing some more critical reading and, and I, you know, like, all right, let's try eating some things with GMOs, didn't trigger the headache. Let's, you know, try not eating organic, didn't trigger any headaches. And I'm like, maybe I was wrong. And a little bit after that, I started, I had a got a job at a pesticide company, you know, after I've been so scared that Monsanto was poisoning me, I had a job offer at a pesticide company. And then I'd see rumors online that, uh, pesticides, 
uh, you know, weren't tested at all. And I'm like, what do you guys think I do for work all day? Do you think I watch porn all day? I promise it's just two hours max. Um, you know, so it's like, <laughs> and the and rest is when, all pesticides. Yeah, exactly. So that, like, that was kind of how Cybabe started, but like it was, so back to the, the health bit for a second, like they kind of found the root cause of the headache, uh, was that, um, was Ehlers-Danlos was sometimes is coupled with a headache. It sometimes presents with a headache. I've had joint issues for years and years of things popping out of the sockets, but every so often presents with a headache. But I also didn't realize, uh, one of very few things that was causing me to feel like crap. Like when I was running, uh, every, cause one of the ways that I started help with the weight loss was, um, running. And I thought I was, there's, I apologize. Cause you're not, you seem like nice people and I don't want you mm. to hear about this. Uh, Mm-mm. but I was getting, um, I was, okay. So you're not nice people. So you're going to enjoy <laughs> yeah. this. Um, but there's yeah. a term called runner's diarrhea. Um, okay. and I just, it's, but Hey-o. I just thought, Hey, yeah, but here's <laughs> yeah. like, so no, I tell thought, me about runner's diarrhea. I'm curious. I'd like to hear more about it. Is that when you have diarrhea from running? It's, I just thought that I was running so much that my, you know, stomach that I was having stomach aches and, you know, it was shit, you know, the term would be shaking your bowels a little loose. Like I don't like, so I did all my training for like a couple of marathons I ran on a treadmill. It turned out that it was all, you know, perhaps maybe all the pasta and whatnot that I was carb loading with was Mm -hmm. contributing to, uh, the celiac disease. I didn't know I had. Now there was, um, it's Ehlers-Danlos and, uh, celiac are both autoimmune diseases. Occasionally autoimmunes can cluster, uh, so it's, it, uh, a lot of people, if you're, I believe it's about 25% of people who have one autoimmune disease have another. So that's the whole thing on the health, but now they're all pretty well managed. Yeah. So what was the, what was the solution for the headaches? Like what actually um, helped them? I was put on right now I'm on a, um, a seizure medication and which I, seizure meds are very often used off label for headaches and for, um, and for nerve pain. Uh, so I'm on a seizure medication and an anti-inflammatory that I take when, when it flares up and that's all, I mean, I'm not on pain meds for it. Um, it's, it's really well managed. Now I might have a bad headache day, like every six weeks or so, but most like basically the only thing that triggers it now is like rain. And I live in California. So <laughs> really? It's, Rain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, that's the right place to live if you're trying to yeah, avoid it. It's, I mean, it really isn't that bad anymore. Like the, I mean, it was really, really bad the first year. Like it, like, I mean, thinking of like, whenever I hear somebody say, God, this headache's been pounding for four hours. And I mean, headaches are no, no joke. Like you have a bad one, like, especially I've seen people with migraines where it looks like their heads, like, or they can, they feel like their head's about to explode and they're going to yeah. throw up. That's yeah. no joking around, but like. I, I'm like, try that every day for a year. You're gonna like that changes your mental state. Yeah, that <laughs> like is not. It, fun. That is it not does a fun things time. to you. But I mean, yeah, it it made me. I mean, think about it this way: it made me almost take the food babes advice. That's how screwed up it was. Wow, that's how, yeah, you got so close to the edge. You oh, were like, yeah. this is. But you know what's cool? It's kind of cool because that's like your. Um, you know how like you she, you're it's like the Joker. You know how like Batman kind of like creates the Joker in yeah. some tellings of the story. It's like yeah, in a Joker weird way the, Batman. the food babe. Well, I don't know if the food babe created you, but like the side babe was a play on the name, right? So it's yeah, sort of like it's, your response like to that created this whole world of of you know of, of life saving. Yeah, and well, it's, it's, there already was a big skeptic universe out there of of a lot of people doing good work and writing some wonderful stuff, and it's like there there's always room for somebody who's you know who's gonna send you know more good information out there. So it's I, you know there there's. 
you know, I have people who like me. I have people who don't because of the way that, <laughs> because of the way that I write. I know there are scientists who think that, you know, you should only talk about science very seriously. And I'm like, you know what, we need to meet people where they are. And, you know, one of the other places I write is Cosmo. And there, this is one of the criticisms that drives me crazy, uh, is that, you know, we, how do we, how do we get information to people who need to know that, that cleanses are bad? We really need to reach, uh, young women and mothers who are, you know, in the young twenties age demographic to let them know that cleanses are a bad idea. And then I write an article for Cosmo on the fact that cleanses are bullshit. We can't take this seriously. It's in Cosmo. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's people don't you, understand you, that you have to, yeah, you have to reach people. Get that on are. Snapchat. <laughs> don't, don't, no, I totally screwed it up that time. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like Pepe Le Pew that time. The superior Pepe. Don't Is that right? I love saying your last name. It's okay. I, it's I. Don't it's, it's, it's not a bad last name. I can. I'm overdoing. It. I think it's wonderful. You have a very. Your name is like very French, but you're not French. That's the thing. It's Pendulette once said to me, "Your name's not only pretentious, it's also French." I'm like, you jackass. Uh, <laughs> is he an anti-vaxer? He no, he's not. He's uh, he's, he's a pro-vax. He's, it took a while to get him to uh, to to be on board with climate change, but I think somewhere, I think I, I'm not sure if he just says that he's on board with it and he's really uh, and he really doesn't believe it. And he's just saying it to get all of his friends off his back. But yeah. he's uh, it's he's a he's a peculiar one. I like that. I like that. We, it's like only in America could like the magician also be a leading voice. Uh, like leading libertarian voice. It's like a really good, he's it's, libertarian, right? He's, That's he's a yes. huge anti-recycler. Oh yeah. He, he hates recycling. Bullshit. It's bullshit. I think he just, I think he just likes to yell about things. And it's, that's, that's, I mean, it's like we. Unlike Teller. Penn yelling, Teller say nothing. It's, I, I've heard Teller talk quite a bit. So it's, he, and it's funny because like, if only, if only at the beginning of it, they decided Teller was going to be the one that talked because Teller has such a lovely voice. Has, <laughs> and he's also, a, he's also really not, he also believes in climate change. Um, so no, I, I'm I sure that Penn. I've never had that, that confirmed or denied. Um, so here's what I want to talk about. So you have shoulder pain, you were saying. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember in what context, but so there's this thing called fibromyalgia. So there's this whole suite of of illnesses that are now diagnosed, and I have a lot more to say on this. We're not going to get into it in this. Mm -hmm. In this, um, but there's something. It's not just about like you know. We talked about wellness, and we've talked about the the goop story that you wrote. But like, it's not just about these kind of holistic, like natural things that are happening in the realm of science and medicine. But there's also this thing that started happening where these like kind of I don't know how to describe them. I'm kind of curious to hear your take. Like. A thing like fibromyalgia is one of these diseases where it's like people, it's like indiscriminate pain that nobody can kind of put their finger on and nobody's really sure how it works or where it comes from or why people get it. And it's like some people aren't even sure if it's real. There's restless leg syndrome is another one of these. Or no, sorry, not restless leg syndrome. Uh, uh, fatigue, chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue and the, and, and the Lyme, and Lyme disease. Chronic Lyme, which well, I have a lot of thoughts on. Well, the, the, the I'd like to hear your take. Let's see. The one out of those three that I'm pretty sure is bullshit is chronic Lyme. Um, oh fi yeah. Fibromyalgia. Now it, it's fibromyalgia. They're starting to try to figure out how to give a testing criteria for it because they found like for a while they thought it was a disease of the nerves telling you that you're in more pain than you actually are. 
Um, and at this one study that came out, I think it was about a year or so ago, showed that it might be from blood vessels clustering around the nerves so that they're uh, making your nerves send back more pain signals uh, than they actually should. So there, there are a couple different theories on why it exists, uh, but it doesn't seem to be a, a fake uh, disorder. So that one, I okay. You know, so I my truly... mom, my mom is in the clear, is what you're saying. I've been, yeah, I've been like, it's... I think this disease is made up for a long time. But you're saying she got yeah. a real diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. Fibro, Interesting. fibro does seem to be real because it's not just you have indiscriminate pain. There are actual symptoms uh, that go along with the pain. Um, and at this point, I'm looking to see how they give it. it essentially, it. I'm, I'm hoping that they come up with some sort of a cryogno- uh, with cryognostic, diagnostic criteria. This is me on like on not enough sleep and, and I like on it. a little cryognostic bit. Could be a whole, cryognostic. cryognostic could be a whole new thing that we oh, do. Oh, you know, you know somebody's going to uh, – somebody's going to uh, – they're, they're, they're going to patent it and sell it somehow. Um, Cry- yeah, haven't the, you heard about my new startup? It's for blood testing. It's cryognostics is what we call that, it. That's it's, what you won't the, cry. One drop of blood and we'll tell you anything. Yeah, I, gotta I was, tell you just, you I was about to say Theranos is going to rebrand themselves <laughs> I got a new turtleneck and everything. No, you won't oh, cry Jesus. when you get this diagnosis. That's our that's our thing. Oh Anyhow, God. sorry, Theranos. I'm sure you have oh. a lot of thoughts on. Oh, I have, okay, I have so, many thoughts on Theranos. So fibromyalgia. Sorry, fibromyalgia is real. Seems to be real. Uh, what was the okay. other one? Uh, not chronic, chronic fatigue. Line, chronic fatigue syndrome. I don't know enough about it. It's like it's because I mean I've seen people go through bouts with chronic fatigue where they are just fine and then it'll come back and hit them and they can barely move and these is it are depression people, though is this like some weird like, form of like depression you know what it, like they don't know what the cause of it is yet because you know they'll go through uh because you know we don't know if it's a thyroid issue which could very well uh be uh we don't know if it's if it could be linked in with serotonin levels um and i and i'm, I I'm saying very, it has to do with linkedin yeah <laughs> I was like, like, oh my yeah, LinkedIn it's, is causing you know, LinkedIn depresses me. So <laughs> all, all of those emails that I get from that website, God, that does tire me out. Um, uh, no, I won't accept Hutch your friend Gilmore, request. Our Golden Girls episode about chronic fatigue. There's a Golden like Girls episode that. about it. Was it? Extraordinarily touching. Really? Oh yes. my! Wait, wait, a Golden mm. Girls episode? Yes. I have wow. to. Look Dorothy this up. finds out she has chronic fatigue. Dorothy. Yeah, really? I'm looking this Tremendous. up. Like as soon as we're off this thing, I have to watch this. I need to watch it too. That sounds incredible. It's those two, I mean, because we've, you know, they seem to have been out for a while. Like they seem like there's study going into them to figure out the roots of them, to figure out how we can treat people and give them livable lives. Because like the number of people who, you know, for a long time were, you know, wanted to be functional members of society and had college degrees and were working and all of a sudden could barely get out of bed. uh, This, you know, this doesn't ring to me of people who just don't want to move or just want to be on pain meds. Uh, this rings to me right. of people who, you know, want uh, a better option. But chronic Lyme, on the other hand, because Lyme disease is an actual, you know, it is a disease. There is, you know, that's treatable with uh, a long-term dose of, uh, of doxycycline. Chronic Lyme, on the other hand, is not a disease. And it's like there, I'm not even, like, it seems to be things that people talk about on the internet when they have a random cluster of symptoms or when they're making symptoms up out of nowhere. Like, if you have symptoms that need diagnosing, like, there, this, 
the biggest problem with this is that I think it shows that we have a failure in healthcare to help people sometimes. And that's like, you know, whether it's that uh, people's symptoms are written off or that there are things that we don't have a name for yet. And that that's happened throughout history, that there are disorders that we just don't have names for or ways to treat yet. And people are written off as crazy. Like, I don't think that uh, that all the people that say I have chronic Lyme are crazy. I think that some of them might have a thing that's being misdiagnosed or they have doctors that miss that they have something like Hashimoto's or, you know, like the, you know, real disorders that are giving them symptoms that are just getting missed. So it's possible these people are really ill and they have something else because chronic Lyme is not a thing because you, you, Lyme so, disease can be treated. I mean, this is, so this is the thing that, that, and I think we'll have more to say on this because I'm very interested in exploring this, but it seems to have become, it's not just that it's, it, it, it maybe is, is based on bad science or no science. I mean, I have people in my circle, not that far removed from my circle who are like a friend of a friend or a relative has chronic Lyme and they're like taking these like mega doses of, of antibiotics. Like it's, they're taking antibiotics all God, the time. I mean, and it's like, gonna, it's like that can't be good get, for you. Like there's this, uh, there, there's this disorder, uh, or it's, it's a bacteria actually called C. diff. Um, and it's what happens when you wipe out all the rest of the bacteria in your, in your gut and in your colon, and you're left with this one bacteria. And basically you're going to have the smelliest, worst, uh, Again, we're back to poop. Uh, you have the smelliest, worst uh, yeah. diarrhea ever, and it's very hard to get yeah. that balance wow. back. Uh, and this is what you think your runner's it's, diarrhea. Oh no, was that bad. was well. That was. I, I would say out. it wasn't runner's diarrhea. It was it, it was a, a celiac diarrhea. <laughs> but um, in my heart, it'll always uh, be runner's it's diarrhea. It's in my. I was just say in my colon, it was runner's <laughs> diarrhea. But moving on. Uh, but no, the uh, but but yeah. <laughs> Ooh, if you're on these stuff. mega doses of antibiotics and you don't need them, uh, that's what's going to happen. Is you're going to like there are we have huge like colony like our bodies are this ecosystem of bacteria and yeast and. And, and microbes that are all working together to make sure that we stay healthy. And if you put that out of balance by taking something you don't need, you're going to mess something up. Like the reason that you have side effects from medication yeah. is that they don't just work on the target system. They go through your entire body. Uh, so if you're taking this to wipe out a bacteria that you don't have, you're going to wipe out other bacteria that should be in there. So, you know, don't, this is why, this is yeah. why you don't take uh, antibiotics when you have a cold, uh, because that's not yeah i try to avoid yeah, like don't don't take it unless yeah, I, you need I, it. I, I, try, I try to avoid antibiotics altogether i mean i'm like it, it, unless i absolutely yeah, need them it's you know like i just feel like you don't want to and not maybe i'm maybe i'm no, crazy maybe i'm that's uh, what you should you know, do anti-drug we person. need to pump more antibiotics into our cows our chickens we just need <laughs> everything <laughs> well we do i do think it's you know i want them to be I don't want them to have diseases. Drink Lysol. <laughs> I don't eat. I don't eat. Don't cows drink and chicken, Lysol. So like, <laughs> but is Lysol good for you? Can I, you drink it? Is that I, is that something recommend you recommend? Lysol. Would you say? I do not. I, I, I mean, I recommend Lysol okay, so, for your so, countertops, but not for. Uh, please that's don't. Great. You know, so you do. You say that they're antibacterial. The antibacterial quality of of Lysol is good for a countertop. I, I don't believe uh, it's or when they. Uh, I like the, the I like you don't believe in bacteria. I, like the, I don't I believe in bacteria. <laughs> I like the ones that have a hydrogen peroxide component because that's a really good way to kill bacteria. But like the ones that say antibacterial, like that's being phased out of especially hand soaps. Uh, and that's right. Like triclosan yeah, is exactly, out, Exactly. Right? Because I mean, the big thing that kills germs on your hands is that scrubbing motion. So when you wash your hands, scrub for about 30 seconds. Like, please, that's 30 seconds. Who has time for that? Busy man on the go. I need an instantaneous. I gotta look at memes. 
<laughs> I got to get back to my memes. I don't have time to be scrubbing. It's, I, you know, I do it because I, I cook quite a bit from scratch. And when I'm, you know, like there are a lot of things in your kitchen that can have crossover bacterial contamination. I'm very careful to scrub my hands, uh, partially because I, I know enough of the things that can uh, have crossover contamination that I like to have my hands oh, nice geez. and clean. And I use plain ivory soap. So that's... Ivory. You're endorsing it's, ivory well, on this just, podcast. You know, Very pl- interesting you choice. You know what? Plain soap will do it. <laughs> Dow Jones. Brought to you by the Dow. <laughs> not Dow Jones. Dow well, Pharmaceutical. I just use it because it's... I like, or Dow, hold on. Dow. Actually, I just realized Dow Jones and Dow Pharmaceutical. Any relationship uh, there? I, we don't know. You know what? I don't know off the top of my sure, head. but that's I think, I, I think that's a Ryan, quick Google Ryan, can you find out? <laughs> Dow is the Dow and Dow Jones and the Dow Chemical I, Company related, and they must be. So, okay, let me jump in because I because we don't have a t- I want to get to it. something. Oh, so so okay, we agree on on chronic Lyme. I'm very worried about this these these diagnoses, and I think there's something about. And now maybe I'm going to sound like a crazy it. person here, but this the anti-vax uh. movement, and and the and the movement of of like kind of like forcing doctors almost like into a corner to like give you. To like to come around to your way of thinking, I think is this really weird new entitlement we have, where like we're like you know oh this this science is still out the doctors don't really oh, know like anything is possible. Is... And you see this guy fucking Robert Robert F Kennedy I've met Jr. Him once. This guy going he's crazy. Oh, you have okay. He it's yeah no he's totally like, crazy have and you ever dangerous. Had, like it's I, I felt like I was somehow like have you ever been at a park and seen like a guy screaming at pigeons that uh, that the Illuminati was in his head? That's what I felt like when I yes, met Robert yes. F. Kennedy. Like I went, I, I crashed an anti-vaxxer movie premiere party. Like it wasn't vaxxed; it was another oh, this one the, that had, like oh, come, it was a different one. Okay, yeah. it was you know because because they're always this is what they do. They release movies because they don't have any scientific. Yeah, and data Robert to De Niro's like, oh, there might be something to this. Oh, we got to check out this Vax movie. Who knows? Who knows? Who really knows? People are like, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We, there's no way of... No, this is fucking insane. I was just reading about Robert this. Robert De Niro made one. No, Robert De Niro put one. We tried to have one at Tribeca. Actually, Laura, uh, my wife, Laura, wrote about this for 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 uh, New York Magazine. It was like, why are they running this this uh, anti-vax doc at Tribeca? And it got pulled after the, after the article. I'm not saying she had it direct, but, you know, maybe. Yeah. But the thing is... Yeah. This is the thing. It's like people are always like it's so strange to me. I was just reading about Lyme disease and what the yeah. what the medical organizations and the scientific organizations say. They're like, "Hey, there's no evidence. There have been studies. They have done long studies, they've done short studies. They've been looking at this. There's no evidence that this thing exists." And like the people who are promoting that it exists are actually damaging the possibility of like, like you said, like appropriate diagnosis and are like actually damaging to like the scientific community and the process of learning about things. You know what's crazy is that we we used to have a Lyme Lyme vaccine. Uh, It was about 80% effective. Now I know that's not perfect, but I, if, you know, if I lived in an area where ticks were common, I'd I'd sign up for that immediately. Yeah. Can we not get, I have ticks all over my neighborhood. Oh yeah, it came out in 1998. It was off the market by the early 2000s because after it came out, people these rumors started that it was causing arthritis type symptoms. Now the rates of these symptoms were the exact same as rates in the general population, so there was no evidence that this was causing arthritis. But because of these rumors, 
uh, people weren't going to get the vaccine. And then, of course, Lyme went crazy. Uh, and it's it's ravaging the Northeast. It's starting to spread up to Atlantic Canada. Um, and people are like, please, can we have a vaccine? It's like, we had a vaccine. It was Wait, are they, fine. Are they bringing and it back? No, because we literally they're, live... They're not. I mean, they're going to... The only way they'll get another vaccine on the market, like the... I mean, I think it's just too much of a, of a risk for uh, for vaccine for the uh, the company that manufactured it, I think it was GSK. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, I think it was GSK. I, it would just be such a risk for them to bring it back, knowing that you know, like what's what's the financial incentive for them to bring it back, knowing uh, that you know it just the, went Ro- off the market and they had stockpiles of it ready to go. But knowing you know, that Robert bring DDT can, back too, isn't that a thing well, that they, like we well, really well, want? Well, DDT is well, DDT is still uh, usable. Now, here's the thing: DDT saved half a billion lives from malaria. So no. the DDT is I deadly. Got to get rid of it's, it. It's there was that deadly. song. <laughs> toxins, can, toxins, airborne toxins, oh chemtrails. I, I mean, we can go over this one uh, all day, but like DDT, the, the evidence that it was harmful, like it did, like it was being sprayed too much in terms of how it was being used. It was kind of being sprayed haphazardly. And now it's still used when we have malaria outbreaks. Um, but like it needed to be sprayed a little bit more. Uh, like we weren't, we were kind of, should I say, chemically dumb when we started yeah. using it. And now we're a little smarter yeah. about it. But we do use it for outbreaks. Uh, we use it for um, when we have widespread mosquito uh, blooms. But there's no, uh, there's the, the evidence that it causes uh, widespread harm to human health is scant. Uh, what it All does right. do is it causes uh, raptor shell uh, thinning, and that can cause raptor. Uh, that and that can cause raptor death and a decline in the population. What that's is the biggest? Ra- that's what are the, raptors? Uh, 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 I, I believe eagles. The dinosaurs. Uh, no, the oh, birds. Oh, okay. But they're, I was going to say, since they're say do, we want the, do, do we want the dinosaurs around, I think, is a question to be asked there. Well, well, they're kind of descendants of dinosaurs. They're, you know, right. new, new, uh, new, new, right. new, cuter dinosaurs. Much well, we got to look after the animals, too. All right, so listen. So oh, exa- I, oh, exactly. I, I agree. It's just like the the people who are afraid that this is just a, a boon and this horrible or this horrible thing for human health are uh, got um, a bit of a bad bill of goods uh, from Rachel Carson when she wrote Silent Spring. She went after this with a bit more fear-mongering than science. And I don't think DDT is is completely innocent, but I also think we need to value human lives a little bit more than we value um, every last raptor on, on the planet. Wow. Um, well, that's, that's, I, I don't know if I agree with that because I think humans are all pretty rotten and raptors have never hurt anybody except a little field mouse. It is easy to say that when we, when we live in the U.S. and we're not the ones who are. I mean, there are four countries in Africa right now that are going through famine. We, uh, we, it's and that's of course far away from us, so we don't see it. Uh, there are countries that are being ravaged by malaria on a regular basis, and they're like, please spray with uh, spray with DDT. Spray, and they still like, are spray countries away. with well, yeah. So I mean, like it's easy to say that when we're not the countries experiencing it. Right. So like I mean, we're not where so we're here where we're fine, and all we have to do is spray a little bit a bug spray and the mosquitoes don't, you know, the worst we get is one little bug bite. Um, and we're like, well, you know, just don't get pregnant for a few months in case it's Zika. Like that's, that's that's all we think about. Not, you know, a mosquito uh, bit me, I'm going to die because mosquitoes are the number one, uh, cause of, of, of 
death amongst the uh, amongst insects in the world. Yeah, this is what Bill Gates has been working on for like the last yeah. decade or something. Okay, so we got so unfortunately there's so much more. I mean, I could talk to you for probably five hours, but we have to wrap up. But there's something before we go. I'm supposed to say how many article ideas have come out of this? There's a lot now. of article ideas. We are going to talk about a bunch of these actually very soon. Um, but here's what I want to ask you, and this is probably an article idea as well that we can think about. We can talk about um, what is the next. What is the next craze, the next like alternative medicine craze or the next Ooh. like s- illness craze or the next food craze that is going to be like that you see developing that is like the next gluten or whatever, like the thing that's just like this crazy fat or like the next anti-vax or whatever. Like what is on the horizon? I mean now it seems like it must be a shit show because of Trump. Like he's just letting all the, all the crazies out. So what do you think is well, the next I- one? Lately, I've seen people think that fat can cure everything, like eat, uh, including fat in your diet is just this boon for health. And I'm like, because people don't understand how calories work, they're seeing themselves gaining weight from this. So I'm curious, like I, I know uh, food babe, Dr. Hyman, uh, that uh, who's who has a, a clinic. Uh, at Dr. The, Hyman. Own, <laughs> Very is cool. Is it Hyman? I, I mean, know. he works at... Uh, H-Y-M-A-N, I think is his name. He wor- He has an office at the Cle- Cleveland Clinic. Dr. Hyman, Dr. Uh, Hyman, also known as the virgin surgeon. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> God, so many jokes, so little time. Um, like there, it's But uh, Dr. Merkula, oh. a bunch of them had, you know, attended this thing, the you know, the the, uh, the fat summit, uh, promoting that fat was good for you. And I mean, you need like some fat, some carbs, and some protein in your diet. But now, you know, they – because – like, you know, you know how we go, like, I feel like what we diet with is cyclical. Uh, and you know, for a while it was cut fat out of your diet, then it was cut carbs. Um, and you know, the whole thing was high protein. Now the woo mongers are like, you should eat tons of fat. So for a while it was specifically coconut. I'm like, I'm waiting for the next thing to be just, you know, focus on getting fat into your diet. I'm curious how (laughs) that's going to change the landscape. And that's something that I've been seeing popping up more and more on social media is eat more fat. So I don't know what that's (laughs) going to do. That's going to fuck up like all of these, uh, all of these like oh, high yeah. protein, these lean like bloggers or whatever. It's, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Like, are they going to be selling rendered? Like, I'm sure you can buy this somewhere, but like you're going to see it as a health food rendered bacon fat. Um, wait, for, I can't wait for that day because it'll be easier. To, like, right I won't to have me. to cook bacon to get rendered bacon fat, but still oh, like you're going to see that as a health food. It's a happy thought. I want to throw something oh, yeah. out there. I think you're going to see sweeping. You're going to see sweeping the nation soon. Uh, iceberg lettuce, I think, is going to make a big, big comeback. I think everybody's going to be talking about iceberg lettuce and the health benefits of iceberg lettuce because I got to tell you, all I've heard for like 20 years, people are like, ah, ah, there you go. People have been like, iceberg lettuce, that's just, you might as well be drinking water. What does it have in it? Well, what's, it's, it has it has a tiny tiny little bit of an opiate in it. So if you somehow you know crushed up enough of it and uh, yeah. and uh, dissolved it iceberg down, lettuce and, like, shake. Managed, it's like four heads yeah, of iceberg lettuce turned into a shake. Next thing you, you know, a, you could be totally zen, totally relaxed. I mean, when I, when I say an opiate, I mean a very weak opiate, and you need to get a ton of iceberg lettuce. How but many you know, heads like, of iceberg lettuce would I need to eat to uh, get legitimately oh, high, do you I think? Don't, off the top of my head, I don't know. And okay. I, I I try never to say uh, – to, to speak on something unless I, I think it's iceberg. I don't, I'm sorry if I'm uh, speaking It's probably, like, uh, it's probably arugula. Like, You're probably thinking of arugula. No, but I, be, I believe this one's iceberg lettuce. I read this one ages ago, but it's yeah, – Okay, Ryan's nodding his head. He says weak. iceberg lettuce. That's great. But, well, you know, yes. um, what is it? Celery. <laughs> celery is like a, a has a stimulant in it, right? Like kind of I, a very mild or numbing agent. Was, 
If that one's true, I did not know. You don't it. realize you don't realize this, Yvette, but the world, the nature provides all of the healing that we need. Uh, just I'm the, gonna the, hit you for saying the that. iceberg lettuce and the you know celery. What, you know, you, you, know you think you nature, need antibiotics and aspirin you know, and bandages. You know what nature also provides asteroids, bear attacks, polio, dog poop. Like n- nature no. provides a lot of things that aren't good. All of for those you. can be also be used as re- home remedies. By the way, interesting <laughs> fact. <laughs> what you don't realize just, is that. All of those are able to be applied as a balm. (laughs) You know what a bear attack is a home remedy for? Polio. You'll no longer feel bad about your polio when you're dead. For life. It's it's the cure for life, a bear attack. It's what we've all been looking for. It's a cure for worrying about Donald Trump. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, listen. not the cure I want, though. (laughs) I think this is the perfect place to leave it. This is such an interesting, (laughs) fascinating conversation, and I feel that we've only just begun and it's good because you're gonna because you are going to write more fascinating things for the outline, and we are Got going to have more fascinating. Down the pipe right now. Ooh, 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 I'm very excited, and we're going to have more fascinating conversations. And we got to get you to New York. We need to exactly. get you here to hang out at some point it's, in the near future. I, I, it's it, it's I, I know I have something. I have I have to have something coming up eventually that's in New York. I, I get there about at least once a year for work. So well, if you're if you're coming by, if you're coming by, you need to hang out at the office. And oh, if not, absolutely. we got to bring you out here. We'll do a it's, we'll do an event. We should get you and like um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Oh on stage. God. Oh my god! I, I'm going to actually try to do that as soon as humanly possible. I'm going to get you guys. To duke I was it out. To say there, that would. I was if we can that that would that would be fun. I'm, I'm gonna just, work on. It. I'm gonna have to see I'm, if Robert De Niro will moderate. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I feel. It's, He's gonna get you I, going. I I'm just I'm just saying how like my my I'm I I want to send a you're clip speechless. of this conversation. You're so excited. Yeah, exactly. You're speechless. I'm sitting here. Th- I'm sitting here thinking my agents are drooling over this right now. This is now. literally the first time I think you've, I mean, based on this conversation, you've got, I think you have a lot to say about a lot of different things, but this is the first time I think maybe I've heard you be speechless during this conversation, which is very speechless exciting to pretty me. Much, speechless happens to me when I, when I have too many things that want to come out of my mouth at once and they get <laughs> yeah. jammed in the doorway. Yeah. Like they're well, we just gotta, like, which one wants to come out? That's what the word is. That's what the written word is for. So you can get all of the ideas down. Oh, um, yeah. Yvette, thank you so much for doing this. This was really awesome. Uh, and you have to come back. And maybe after you publish your next piece, we can have a conversation about it. It's um, in the middle of writing, and I'm hoping to get it over to Leah in the next couple of days. So ugh, we'll, I'm uh, so excited. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Talk to you later, Josh. Well, that is our podcast for this week. We'll be back in two weeks with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just heard that your family has runner's diarrhea and no one can figure out why. <laughs>